Will the Dallas Cowboys cover a 17-point spread against the Texans? And what do the Texans look like now that Davis Mills is back in the lineup? All that more in this crossover edition of the Locked On Cowboys, Locked On Texans podcast. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's crossover show is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's so easy to play. No competing against other players. It's just you versus the projections available. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It can take literally less than 60 seconds to fill out. It's that easy. We love prize picks, and we know that you will too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I am Marcus Mosher, the host of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. He is John Hickman. Follow him on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. He is the host of the Locked On Texans podcast. John, how are you doing today, sir? Doing great, man. Uh, super excited for today's Locked On uh, crossover. We don't get an opportunity to talk much. And we're about four hours down the road from like with Houston to Dallas, you know, the, mm-hmm. the 45 uh, highway down here. So, uh, first time getting together when these teams are so close. I'm going to enjoy this. It, it's too bad this wasn't a bigger rival, rivalry than yeah. it is, right? Because these teams being so close, this should be a, a big rivalry game, but it's just not. Why is that? Uh, I think, you know, the Texans are still the youngest team in the NFL. So when we look at a lot of the storied rivalries, um, you know, we look at the Steelers versus the Ravens, right? Those two franchises has been around for a very long time. We look at the, um, um, you know, we look at the NFC East, man. That oh, that all division, over. all over, right? That division has been intact for a very long time. I think two of the three youngest teams in the NFL, I want to say the Jags, the Panthers, and the Texans. Well, the Jags and Texans are the same division, so it makes sense for that to be somewhat of a rivalry. But overall, I just think this team is too young here in Houston to have a real rivalry compared to some of the storied franchises like the Dallas Cowboys, who's been around forever. Forever. Uh, All right, let's talk about some of the biggest storylines regarding these two teams. Let's start with your Texans. Hey, you guys got a new quarterback for the (laughs) third time in the last five weeks. Uh, Davis Mills, starting in week 14. He's back. Why did Lovey Smith decide to make that decision now? You know, uh, they had an opportunity to see what Kyle Allen can or cannot bring, and he didn't bring much. The offense was flat. The offense, you know, especially against the Cleveland Browns, was Pepe Le Pew-ish, stinky. Uh, and I think overall, you, you kind of look at Kyle Allen for what he is, a journeyman, a guy that you're never really going to trust within that offense. And so, um, you know, the game Sunday versus the Browns, the score shows 27 to 14, but that game was much closer than that score. The Texans defensively didn't allow an offensive touchdown. They got their points off of special teams and two defensive turnover touchdowns. 
Officially, they could never get it going. And I think when you look at what Kyle Allen, you know, cannot bring, it makes sense to go ahead and, and roll with David Smith for the last five games. At the very least, you'll see if he's worth keeping around next year as a backup because as we're alluding to here in Houston on the airwaves and on our podcast, especially on the Locked on Texans, you know, I, I just don't see Houston passing on a quarterback in next year's draft. I, I think that would be irresponsible and, and a, a flat-out dumb decision. So, you know, with, with Davis Mills going back to him, you know, he he's a guy that has more time with some of these playmakers or the lack thereof Houston really has. And you'll be able to see what he can be for you in the future as a serviceable backup at the very least. Yeah, it's it, it feels like an upgrade. But not a significant one, right? I mean, it's um, it's. I don't think it's so bad. The last two weeks. That's why I was a little bummed out this morning when I got on Twitter. I'm like, oh, this guy's kind of. I was really hoping the Cowboys get to play Kyle Allen, but why not see what Davis Mills can do the last five weeks? If nothing else, you'll know for sure one way or the other, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, Davis Mills is a guy that, at the very least. He has more chemistry with some of the, you know, options at receiver and and tight end than what Kyle Allen does. And I think that putting Kyle Allen out there kind of did something. It proved that, hey, guys, we knew Kyle Allen wasn't going to be a good starting quarterback from jump. That's why he wasn't playing. That's why we didn't pull Davis Mills earlier. Mm -hmm. This is what we've been knowing here, that he's not good. So let's go ahead and roll back with the second year, man. Uh, to see what he can do. To it it, it might have helped Davis Mills sitting for a few weeks, kind of resetting things. Uh, for his sake, I hope this little time off uh, helped him. All right, let's let's go to the Cowboys. Uh, biggest Odell. question. Yeah, go ahead. Odell, man. I mean, I think that may be the biggest storyline for you guys right now. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but CD Lamb, I think in the last couple of weeks, has performed much better as a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that he is a top 10 receiver just yet in his career, but this offense has been rolling. Tony Pollard getting going. Zeke in his role that he's servicing in right now, he's been looking uh, very good, I think so. The offense is rolling with Dak back, but they definitely need another weapon. Odell has been going on this Michael Jackson Believe It tour. He's been in Dallas, got Luca wanting to talk to him. Everybody in Dallas is trying to convince him to stay. Five weeks from now, he says he feel like he'll be able to play. That's around playoff time. You know, that's the biggest story. Does the Odell stay in Dallas? So the Cowboys don't need Odell right now, right? Like, I think since Dax has come back, they're the number one offense in the league in both yards and points. They're moving the ball well. Michael Gallup is looking better. But the reason why the Cowboys have interest is the same reason why the Rams had interest last year. They know when you get to the playoffs, it helps to have as many weapons as you can, especially if you're going to play a team like the 49ers. I I think the Cowboys were really they had they really wanted Odell going into the week. But I think they got scared off a little bit by some of the medical stuff and I think he's been telling people he'll be ready in 5 or 6 weeks. The playoffs start in 5 or 6 weeks. I think the Cowboys were hoping that he'd be ready in 2 or 3 weeks, get on the field at the end of the regular season and then be 100% by the time we get to round two of the playoffs. I just, I don't know how realistic that is. And that's kind of put a wrench in everything. I, I, I still think the Cowboys have significant interest, but it's not for this year. I think it's more, let's bring you into our system. Have you be in our off season program and then have you ready for week one of 2023. I think the, 
the idea of him playing at any point this season is pretty unrealistic. I think so too. I don't I don't think that I mean I think if a team, you know, swings on Odell, it's gonna be a huge strike or a huge home run. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna get no bases, no, no first or second base. I think you're either gonna hit big or you're gonna look flat out silly. Uh he just got that ACL injury not 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 that long ago. And ten everybody months ago? isn't ten months ago. Everybody isn't Adrian Peterson, right? right. You know, his his bounce back was somewhat of a freaking nature type of deal. Well, uh, we, we saw from Michael Gallup, who the Cowboys have first-hand experience with. Like they, they got to do his surgery. Their doctors did the surgery, and his injury happened in December. And he's just now starting to look like the player that he was at this time last year. So that's a full, you know, almost a full year. Yeah, and it's taken to this point. So I think they're a little bit cautious, especially about a thirty-year-old receiver who's had, had two multiple, injuries, two major, yeah, two major injuries. I think I just think they're a little bit more cautious here. And they should be, and they and they definitely should be uh, with Odell. It, it will work out for Dak because uh, I don't think that they have a lot of explosive weapons on the You're outside, not wrong. Not wrong. Uh, especially with Michael Gallo coming back. Like you mentioned, he's getting back to the swing of things. But I, I don't know if it makes sense right now because Odell's looking for a longer-term deal, and Jerry and this team needs a, a deep run. And I don't know if Odell helps that team out offensively. I agree. Um, all right, we're going to be talking about some of the biggest matchups to watch out in this game for this game. And I also know you have a question about Mike McCarthy that you want yes. to ask me. Uh, yes. But before we do that, I want to let you guys know that this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we are sure you're going to love. That's why you're able to find a sneak peek of Block Forever available on Lockdown NFL right now. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil. At Audible, Khalil takes the conversation about football to the next level. He gives football fans an insider's look at the game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time. You'll hear Ryan Khalil sit down with players like Christian McCaffrey, and he'll talk about his love-hate relationship with <laughs> fantasy football. And you'll hear Juju Smith-Schuster give his most honest opinions on other players and positions around the league. New episodes of Block Forever will be recorded and released every week ahead of Thursday Night Football. Ryan and guests discuss topics like players' physique, sports betting, playing through pain, being a leader, and so much more. Available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcasts. Head over to Lockdown NFL for a sneak peek of Block Forever or catch the full seri series available anywhere you get your podcast. Available everywhere. Now, Audible, get in the game. All right, John. Lay it on me. I know you got a McCarthy question. I do, man. I do. Uh, Mike McCarthy, do you guys really trust him? Does the does the Texas, I'm not Texans, the Dallas Cowboy fans and guys around the league that you may know around the locker room, just is the trust in Mike McCarthy there to go on a deep playoff run? And he won't do time clock management. He won't have, you know, bad play calling decisions or things that we've seen from Mike McCarthy in the past. Is the trust there? You know, trust is a funny thing. You can build it up over weeks and months and years, and then all it takes is one bad game to lose it all, right? And I kind of feel like that's where we're at right now. Uh, since since 2021, no coach in the league has more wins than Mike McCarthy. And when you consider that the Cowboys have played with a backup quarterback in I think six or seven of those games, it's pretty impressive. I, I think Mike McCarthy gets a little bit too much hate. He's not Andy Reid. He's not Bill Belichick. I'm not even sure that he's like in the Mike Vrabel, John Harbaugh tier. 
but he's a good coach and his teams win. They rarely come out flat. I I do have some trust in him, John. I I, I think he's a very good coach. Um, and yeah, I think if they if they lose in the playoffs, it's probably going to be because you know the offense just isn't quite good enough, or the secondary gets exposed. I I, I don't think it's going to be a coaching issue. I don't. Mm, okay, I, I've I have a couple of Dallas Cowboy family members, and you know the Cowboys are deep. Yes. Throughout the entire unit, that, that, that's what makes him the most annoying fan base. By the way, and I, I'm not—I know I'm y'all gonna attack me because I'm representing the Texans. But in all 50 states, you can find a Dallas Cowboy fan everywhere, at every bar, every restaurant, and a lot of times when I come across them, you know, they have their feelings and opinions about Dak, which I think are valid at times, and I think mm-hmm. that gets more disrespect than maybe he should. But a lot of them don't feel like Mike McCarthy is the coach that's going to get it done, which the reason why I asked you that question is because this year with no Dak playing with Cooper Rusher and and how great this division has been in Mm -hmm. terms of the Giants starting off hot, the Eagles are a great team. The Cowboys have had a very good year so far, very solid, and I think at times exceeded expectations. So uh, that's why I wanted to ask you that question. Yeah, if you would have told me at this stage of the year that the Cowboys would be nine and three and they wouldn't have had their left tackle all season long and Tyron Smith, Dak was going to miss a healthy part of the season, I would never have believed you. So I kudos to Mike McCarthy at keeping yeah. things afloat. Let's uh let's talk about some of this the bigger matchups in this game. And I've gotta talk to you about the offensive tackles for Houston because I'm gonna do a shameless plug right now. I just wrote an article for Pro Football Focus. <laughs> talking about the the best offensive tackles in the league, ranking the top 25. Uh, spoiler, your guy, Larry Tunsil, inside the top five. Who also, should be an all-pro this year, by the way. I got to – I got to – I mean, what what else does, does he have to do? I know we're, this franchise is bad, but Larry Tunsil reminds me of like Joe Thomas with the Browns. Yeah, yes. Like, he's that good. Other 52 guys ain't getting yes. it done. Just want to mention that. Yeah, we don't even need to talk about Tunsil anymore because he's that good. But my question was it was about Titus Howard. Now, he's been a little up and down through his entire career, but am I wrong in thinking that this has been the best year of his career so far? Oh, uh, no. No. Uh, when we look at last year, man, Titus Howard had some good matchups, again, against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, when Titus Howard, when Larry Tunsil was out, you know, he did a very good job against Miles Garrett. Uh, on Sunday, this past game, did a very good job. When you look at the Houston Texans offensive line issues, a lot of them, majority of them, 90% of them come in between the tackles, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, rookie left guard, kind of a journeyman, vet, good guy, but he's not going to take the offensive line over the top and AJ Cannon. Quisenberry, who's filling in for Justin Britt, who just completely walked away from the franchise. So there's, there's a lot of up and down there, and those three positions – really hurt this entire offensive line. But when we look at the bookends and going back to Titus Howard, Titus Howard has had a very good year in terms of protecting the quarterback. Now he does leave uh, more out there that you want to see for him in terms of the run, but he's a tackle and he is a guy that makes it very difficult for edge rushers to get after the quarterback. So, uh, I talk about Larry Tunsil being an all-pro. I'm not going to go as far as saying Titus Howard should be an all-pro. However, I do think this should be his first Pro Bowl year. Yeah, I I was impressed. Like I was making up this list, and it's just like he just 
doesn't get beat very often. It's not always super pretty, uh, but a good player. Uh, so I'll, we'll see how the Cowboys decide to use Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. Got, they, they got a, they got a, a hard task coming up. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think the the opposite for us is how will we stop Demarcus Lawrence, who looks healthy, and on top of that, Demarcus Lawrence looks engaged this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like excited to wear the star, excited to be a part of that Cowboys organization. My, Michael Parsons makes everybody else's jobs around him that much easier. He's a do-it-all guy, and he does it all at a high level. Uh, I think that between Parsons and and, and Judon and, and and Bosa, man, those are my three defensive yep. players of the year right now. Uh, <laughs> poor Kenyon Green. So just to pull back the curtains a little bit, uh, at the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, we love Kenyon Green pre-draft. That was somebody that we were hoping the Cowboys would draft at pick 24. He went much, much higher than that. I think it's fair to say he struggled as a rookie. I popped on the uh, the tape, uh, John, against Washington. Man. And, oh, my. Oh, man. Poor Kenyon Green. Uh, he really, really struggled. I, it, first of all, he's playing in this game, correct, on Sunday? Yeah, he's playing. He's playing. We don't know if they're, cause they've been switching – Green and McCray out, yeah. Uh, but Green has been playing prim- primarily all of the snaps, so he'll be playing. I got a feeling that's going to be the guy that Dan Quinn and the Cowboys defense tries to expose and tries to get in one-on-one matchups because I think he's had a rough go of it so far this year. Yeah. So when we look at Keon Green, man, like I mentioned, the interior offensive line has been bad, right? And there's been a lot of question marks at the center position. You know, if you have a good center, the rest of your offensive line can kind of get balanced out a little bit and mm-hmm. you can perform a little bit better. But also, Green went through one of the toughest rookie learning curves lessons that I've seen of any rookie this year. When I mean, when I say that, I mean, okay, he takes on the Tennessee Titans. You got to worry about Jeffrey Simmons. Mm-hmm. Next game after that, he takes on the Eagles. Even still, what I know, Jordan Davis, they got. Hargrove, Hargrave over there, right? Mm-hmm. Then the Giants, Dexter Lawrence, Linda Williams. Then after the Giants, they play maybe the best defensive line in the league, maybe the best interior defensive line combo in Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, right? Then after that, you go up against Christian Wilkerson and Raekwon Davis. He played in a five-game stretch, if not the best defensive tackle in the league, some of the better guys at that position not named Aaron Donald. So for that's rookie, baptism by fire right there, right? Right. So you want him to learn from that and the struggles that he has this year as a rookie next year, when next year rolls around, you want him to kind of learn from that. But if we're being fair, he didn't hit the rookie wall. The rookie wall hit him. And I, I think for a young man, you know, once you get that offseason film and look at it, you'll learn from it. But we have to be fair about it. Man, he's still a young kid. I think he just turned 21 years old. He's really young. Yep. So he has, he has had it rough, and I don't think it's going to get easy on Sunday. I think no. the Browns game he performed a little bit better, um, but you know your 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 guys' uh, defensive front is tough. Yeah. What other matchups are you looking forward to seeing in this game? Man, you know, really, I want to look at David Smills and how he attacks his defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you mentioned, two weeks off, looking at the game from the sideline, an opportunity for you to kind of see some things that maybe you're missing while you're out there on the field. Uh, and this is an offense that has struggled. No Brandon Cooks. However, what can he build off of when he attacks his defense? And if I'm looking at a matchup in terms of player on player, 
Nico Collins versus, I presume, Trayvon Diggs. Probably, yep. Um, and, and Diggs is a player that I – well, we know he gets a lot of flack because he bites on a lot. He gets those interceptions, but he just played the um, – Colts. Uh, the Doolin. Yep, Ashton Doolin, yep. Yeah, he got hit on the double route. Mm-hmm. Listen, that's something that I think Nico Collins should be able to exploit. He's done it early in the year. Unfortunately, quarterbacks are not able to hit him regularly uh, for the Houston Texans. But that is the matchup where I want to see Nico get involved, have some catchable passes, and kind of attack Trayvon Diggs a little bit. So we're recording this on Wednesday night. Brandon Cooks did not practice, I believe, on Wednesday. Caffrey Do you think he'll Green. play? No. Okay. No, I, uh, I think Brandon Cooks and their relationship with the Texans is over with. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon Cooks is a cowboy next year. It almost happened this year. Almost. And that's something that we had to talk about, right? And we talked about storylines, but mm-hmm. I was disappointed in this franchise for them not biting the bullet and just they say, you know what? We'll pay what we need to pay. Let's get back what we can get back. Let's just buy basically something. buying a second round pick, right? Like, hey, if Go we have to pay nine million to buy a second round pick, it's worth it. Who cares? I think it is because now you know what you have to deal with: calf injury, not playing. Um, somebody that doesn't want to be around the locker room actively is letting you know he doesn't want to be around the locker room yeah. before. It's not good for anybody. It's right? not good, man. It's not good for either one of your quarterbacks. It's not good for your franchise. And Brandon Cooks is very loved on this team, right? With the, the guys in the locker room, but. There is an issue with, with Cooks in the front office. And so now you you play a, a game of what are we going to do in the offseason when maybe you look at the offseason and his his, his uh, what he's worth will decline. So instead of getting a second round back, now you may have to worry about getting a fourth round back or something like that. So yeah. Wouldn't that be surprised if Dallas calls in the offseason uh, about a potential trade. Just kind of keep in mind when we get to like March and April if the Cowboys are still having some wide receiver issues. All right, John, let's uh, let's do some predictions about this game. But before we do that, we wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got you covered at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, listen, and we know that you do, you're listening to one right now, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get in your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Want to also let you know this podcast is sponsored by Built Bar. We absolutely love Built Bars. They've got oh, so man. many great flavors outright. Do you have a favorite Built Bar? Uh, the Euro. The Churro. Um, oh, yeah. I yeah. love that one. That was the one where I was going to work telling everybody, y'all need to get on this right now. So my two top favorites are the uh, toffee almond, which I really, really like. And the new flavor that just brought back the coconut brownie chunk. They also have a white chocolate peppermint granola, which is pretty fantastic. It's Bill's take on the granola bar. So it's more filling and still insanely tasty. They've also, for the holidays, got the candy cane brownie that I know my wife loves. They've got the Built Puffs out right now. So many great Built Bars. Uh, only 130 calories, 100% real chocolate. Best of all, 17 grams of protein. Just sink your teeth into that first bite. It'll change your life forever. You can get 15% off your order right now by using the promo code LOCKDOWN15 at Built.com. Telling you, these make great little stocking stuffers, or you're going to be on the road a lot for the holidays. Just stick them in your bag. Absolutely fantastic. 
Go to built.com and use promo code locked on 15. All right, John, on Bet Online, the Cowboys are 17 point <laughs> favorites. 17 point favorites. Believe it or not, this is not the biggest favorite the Cowboys have been over the last couple of years. They were 23 point favorites against the Dolphins a couple of years ago. I'm just going to ask you, do you think the Cowboys covered that spread? What did y'all just put up? What was on this scoreboard? What was that? So it was it's it was twenty one to nineteen going into the fourth quarter. Okay, uh, and then it ended up being fifty what fifty something to nineteen. I don't even remember. What team did y'all play? Colts. The Colts. Yeah. Do I think they're going to cover eighteen and a half? Seventeen and a half. Seventeen, 17 and a half. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I, I can't I can't lie. Um, unless. You know, it's it's kind of like thirty to zero at halftime, and Mike McCarthy pulls his. It won't be uh, starters. It, I think it's going to follow John a very similar script to what we saw against the Colts on Sunday, where it's a first half. It's a little back and forth. Maybe it's maybe Dallas is up fourteen to seven, and then I think by the time we get to the second half, that's when the Cowboys talents is starts to overwhelm but this this is not going to be a blowout from the get-go i'm just i'm just telling you right now so let me say this the texans offense in the first half of games uh doesn't score points the coats was able to put points on the board Mm -hmm. which kind of helped that point spread um the texans don't put points on the board so but they can run the ball though that's um, that's what makes me so nervous in this game is danny and pierce man what a player what Damian a player. Pierce is a phenomenal player. He's a guy that I talked to at the Senior Bowl earlier this year when a lot of us from the Locked On Network went down to Alabama, interviewed him. Man, his energy is infectious, right? I could say all kind of great things about DP, but no running back goes anywhere unless the offensive line moves bodies out the way. So am I trusting the left guard, center, right guard combo to consistently move bodies out the way? Uh, not right now, I don't. Not really. So – I'm I, honestly, man. I hate to be singing like I'm a, a negative uh, Nancy, but they don't score points. Yeah, y'all do. I think the defense can survive a little bit. We saw that last week against Cleveland, as you mentioned. Like the def- they just didn't give up a lot of points. It's it's a shame that Houston's so banged up on defense. Like, I mean, I don't think Derek Stingley is going to play. Seems like he's still dealing with a pretty significant hamstring injury. They've had some other other injuries to the defensive line. But if yeah, they John were a Bernard little bit healthier, back. he should be coming back this week. Good. Uh, I'm not sure how much of a difference it's going to make. I'm not saying that to be cocky or whatever, but I wish they're probably a year away from being like a, a pretty good defense, don't you think? I think so. Uh, I think yeah. they're a scheme away from being a better defense. As well. well, that's a big part of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe Dan well, Quinn in Houston next year. Hey, man, if y'all get it done, if y'all make a deep run and, you know, it's like, okay, I did what I had to do, maybe I can go to Houston. Maybe. Uh, we're just excited for the, the the future of the Houston Texans when it's Bryce Young throwing at John Mechie again, right? Absolutely. So there is a, uh, if you don't mind me, there no, go is ahead. A, uh, a back and forth argument right now between Texan Twitter. And the argument is, do you wait a year for Caleb Williams, or do you take Bryce Young at number one, or do you take Will Anderson and Jalen Carter? Now, I am of the belief that Jalen Carter is 
the better the best prospect in this draft. However, if you're the Texans, you cannot afford to skip on a quarterback. Yeah. And you definitely can't afford to wait an entire year for a quarterback who may or may not be the guy that you need for this franchise in the first place. And we just got done talking about some of the young talent on offense. I mean, Tunzel's not young anymore, but he's still a darn good left tackle. You've got Matt, you've got Titus Howard. You got Damian Pierce. Uh, Nico Collins, I think, is a pretty good player. Go out, go get a guy right now that can kind of maximize the skill sets of those players. Absolutely. So, uh, I've I've went ahead and understood that Bryce Young may potentially be the Houston Texans' first overall pick for some things that I heard. Uh, for some guys around the organization, this franchise does like C.J. Stroud, but that is the current regime. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen in the offseason. But C.J. Stroud is a guy that has been linked to the Houston Texans internally. So we'll see, but I don't think that you can pass up on a quarterback this year. No, that position has to be addressed. Yeah. I'm already getting excited for draft talk. I know we're in December, but like we've got uh, bowl games coming up, all-star games coming oh. up in a month and a half. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be a lot of fun, uh, John. Yeah. I can't wait to talk to you soon uh, about the draft, about these quarterback prospects. Uh, it was nice catching up with you. Absolutely, man. I wish we can do this more often, but um, great conversation, man. There's so much more we can probably talk about outside of this show. But I'm maybe, super thankful to be on it today. Maybe in Mobile this year. Maybe we're gonna try to make it down this year. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Texans your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. You can follow John on Twitter, at John underscore Hickman12. Go check out his work. Uh, for Locked on Texans. does an absolutely amazing job over there. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier, host of Locked on Cowboys. John, enjoy week 14. We'll talk soon. (laughs) Thanks for having me on.